This podcast is brought to you by New Hope Baptist Church. For more information, visit the website newhope.net.au or follow us on social media. better than that. We've just had a baptism. How are we doing tonight? So good. My name is Adam. I'm one of the youth pastors here, and it's a joy to be sharing with you tonight. It's always a joy on a baptism service. I love services of celebration and hear incredible stories of of God at work in the lives of people, especially in the lives of young people. It just, um, just really blesses my heart, and hearing Tessa's story was absolutely awesome. At New Hope for the past few weeks, we have been unpacking um, many, many Psalms. We've been exploring the book of Psalms, taking a look at some of the individual poems and songs and and verses in Scripture and Psalms and unpacking them and, and seeing what God has to share in each of those verses. I hope that you have been finding that fruitful. I hope that you have been encountering God in the Psalms as we've been going through it. One of the things that I love about the Psalms as I sit and reflect on them is is knowing that this is the scripture that Jesus would have been reflecting on. You know, 2,000 years ago, they would have been sitting around in the temple, Jesus, the disciples, and his mates, and the people of the time. The Psalms, they're the same scriptures that they were reflecting on that we have the privilege to take a look at today. Now, I think that's pretty cool. Want to get into it tonight? We're going to be diving into Psalm 84. If you love to read along, can I encourage you to whip out your Bibles, whip out your smartphones, head to Psalm 84. Um, I want to read that together. I always think it's really interesting um, at the start of a psalm when it lets you know who the author is or who the suspected author is. And our psalm today was written by one of the sons of Korah. And um, these guys are from a family that traditionally had served in the temple. They were of Levite lineage. Um, And the patriarch of their family, Korah, infamously led a rebellion against Moses and his leadership. And it got to the point where he died for his rebellion. But by the grace of God, his descendants went on to seek God and restore their relationship. So that's the background of, of the people writing this psalm. And I think it paints a beautiful picture of God's mercy and grace in this psalm of praise. So reading Psalm 84 in the NIV translation. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set out on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. 
Look on your shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. I think this is a beautiful psalm of of praise and worship and of the writers seeking to honor God. I love the the place that these writers would have had to be in, so in awe of God that they can't help but get creative. They can't help but put pen to paper or, or chisel to rock, or I don't know what it was exactly like in those times, but they wanted to get their thoughts down to show that they loved God. And the thing with this psalm is this psalm of adoration. I think that the last line actually helps us unlock a lot of what's going on there. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. God blesses those who trust. But how do we trust God? How do you trust someone that you, that you can't see in this realm? Someone that you can't feel physically, how do you trust in that situation? About three weeks ago now, my, my wife, Kels, and I had a bit of a scare. Our, our son, Lincoln, um, had been running a fever for a few days, and he'd been, um, Panadol was able to control it for a little bit, and he was looking okay, but then suddenly, on a Friday afternoon, Kels and I were packing out the youth cupboard, Link just kept getting warmer and warmer and crying, and things weren't looking good. When a baby has a fever, it's, a, it's quite a serious thing and you've got to make sure that, that you get medical attention right away and the Panadol wasn't working. We're like, okay, we're going we're gonna to have to go and see someone. And so Kels, Kels takes a link and she heads to um, a local medical centre. Um, New Hope Medical had just closed at the time, so another medical centre. Just want to make that clear before I finish the story. <laughs> Where she had to wait in the car for two hours because it was a potential fever. For a doctor to walk out and just be told, ah, just go to the hospital. So Kelsey goes, okay, I better do the right thing and got to pick up Link again and get in the car and head to the hospital, get to Box Hill Hospital, hop out and sit there in the waiting room for five hours just waiting to be seen. It's moments like that when we have to put our faith in people that we don't know. We've got to put our faith in the medical system and by turn, the kind of the education and hospital system as well. And it's scary at first. The doctor walks out and kind of looks at Link and you're like, I don't know you from a bar of soap. I don't know if, I don't know if you've got a real degree. I don't know if you lied on your application. I don't know what's going on here, but I'm just going to have to trust you right now. But I noticed the funny things start to happen as we got to know the doctors, as we got to know their names, as we got to know something about them, as they shared a funny story about what's been happening at the day, as they did some really, really great patient care, it became so much easier to trust them. There's a beautiful comfort that comes with familiarity. One One day I'll say that word right. There's comfort in the familiar. Here's the thing, I think that faith is the foundation of trust. 
Paul wrote in his second letter to the Corinthians, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Faith is the foundation of trust. You may have heard people phrase faith a little bit differently when it comes to things of the world. You may have heard it being referred to as blind trust sometimes. When it's, when it's something happening in this world, I think the blind trust sometimes gets swapped out for something when we need to put faith in something that we can't see or feel or, or quite get our head around takes a little bit of vulnerability at the start to trust. You need to take an initial leap of faith before you can truly begin building a true sense of trust. So how do we build that? How how do we authentically trust in God? And I think the key here is to trust someone truly, you need to know someone deeply. To trust someone fully, you need to know them deeply. Just like the more we got to know the doctors, the easier it was for us to put our faith in them. To know God deeply, we need to trust him fully. To trust him in the midst of the storm. storm. To trust him when all else seems to be failing you. To trust him when when you're not even sure that you can trust yourself. To fully, truly, and authentically trust, you need to know someone's character. I think to know someone's character, you need to know their voice. You need to know what they stand for. I want to let you in on a little secret here, church. If you want to know someone's voice, we probably need to talk to them a little bit. For God's voice to be familiar... For God's voice to be recognizable, we need to be talking to him regularly. So I want to ask you today to discern in your own heart, how often am I talking to God? How often am I praying? And in those prayers, who's the one doing the talking? Are there moments of silence or reflection where you sit and intentionally listen for God's voice. Don't be too hard on yourself. I think, that, I think that this is a really tough thing to do. I think hearing God's voice isn't something that is super, super easy to do at all times. But something that I firmly believe in is that God is always speaking. Sometimes I think we just need to be listening in a different way. Heard this really great analogy once that, that I think represents this really well. You know, if you were to receive a text message from your best friend, probably without even looking at who the message was from, just by reading the message, you could see that that message was from your best friend. The way they write, the way they talk, the inside jokes that you have, without even seeing the name of the person, you could probably identify that it was your best friend who sent the message. And in the same way, in the classic pranks of a high school student, if someone was to take their phone and text you from their phone, you could probably tell that it wasn't your friend who sent that message. Something sounds different. Something doesn't sit quite right because that's not the voice that you know. That's not the character that you recognize. But the thing is, in order to recognize that, you need to know their character. 
and you need to know their voice. For the past few weeks, Alan has been encouraging us as a church to be spending 30 minutes a day with Jesus. I think that actually sits at the core to this. Spending 30 minutes a day with Jesus sets us up to recognize God's voice. I think it's going to make a huge impact on our understanding of God's character. Knowing him. Praying to God. Spending time in his word. Recognizing the way that he speaks. Hearing testimonies of the way that he has spoken to others in the past helps us build our understanding of God's character, of God's love, and God's grace. Noah was a man who trusted God. If you haven't heard of Noah, you can read um, his entire story or, or a fair chunk of his story in kind of between Genesis 6 to Genesis 9. And basically, Noah lived in a time where even in corruption had infected the entire world. And God had decided that to wipe out all of that sin from the face of the earth, he would need to send in a flood. But out of love and mercy, God spoke to Noah and told him to build an ark, told him to build an ark so that he would be safe from the coming destruction. I think Hebrews 11 um, verse 7 actually sums up the whole affair quite nicely. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about the things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world and he received the righteousness that came by faith. Noah was willing to fully trust God. Noah was willing to fully put his faith in God, even at times when it sounded a little crazy. Despite all of the challenges that he faced, God did exactly what he said he was going to do. And as a result, it's literally the difference for Noah and his family of life and death. Noah knew God. He trusted God. He listened to God. And he knew God's voice. And in turn, Noah was blessed. The Old Testament contains another incredible story of trust leading to blessing in, in quite an unexpected way. In Genesis 22, we read the account of, of Abraham being tested. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said, Abraham, here I am. Then God said, take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up, loaded his donkey, he took with him two of his servants, his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went together, Isaac spoke up and said to his, his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. 
When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there, arranged the wood on it, bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took out a knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. Here I am, Abraham replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham feared God, which meant that he was in a place of awe and reverence. It's not that he was scared of God. It's that he knew God and he trusted God and he wanted to honor him. Firstly, by not having his son pass away, God blessed him. But then God also blessed Abraham by fulfilling the promise of making him a father of a great nation. That his name will be great and he too will be a blessing. These two stories of of knowing God, of recognizing God's voice, of trusting in him. Sorry. Are are only part of the first few books of the Bible. The people writing the Psalms today would have had access to those books. These would have been the scriptures that they reflected on. Today we're blessed with the New Testament as well and and many other verses and scriptures that lay out the groundwork for us to know that trusting in God, putting our faith in God is the right thing to do. Many incredible testimonies and accounts. Isaiah 12 too says, Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. The other thing that our perspective of today allows us to do, not just looking at other verses, but it allows us to also see the fulfillments of God's promises. I had a bit of a a look up in the Bible at some of the messianic prophecies, the prophecies specifically about Jesus, about our Savior. And these are some of the ones that, that were listed in the Old Testament that would be about the Messiah that had come true, that he would be born in Bethlehem. We see that happen. He would heal the sick, he'd be betrayed by a friend, he'd be sold for 30 pieces of silver, he'd be beaten and spat upon, he'd be, he, his side would be pierced, he'd, he'd rise from the dead, and he'd be exalted at God's right hand. These are just a few of the prophecies and promises that we see God foretelling in the Bible coming true within the scriptures themselves. God follows through on his promises. I think knowing this helps us to fully understand God's character. Knowing that God's a God who follows through. God's a God you can rely on. You can trust in him. Because those who trust in God, he will bless. I'd love to read the psalm to us one last time as I invite the band to come back on. Um, Can I invite you to stand as I do this, actually, as we prepare ourselves for worship? I'd love to read the psalm one more time and then pray as we head into worship. Remembering that this is some of the scripture that Jesus would have read. Some of the ways that Jesus would have seen previous believers worshipping his father, worshipping their king. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. 
My soul yearns, even fades for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look at our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. So with faith as our foundation, let's seek to know God deeply so we can trust him fully. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much that you love us. And Lord, as we prepare to worship you, I ask that that you can open our hearts, Lord, that we can feel your peace. Lord, that we may know your grace. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for so many testimonies and stories of your promises coming true. (coughs) Lord, thank you that you're the God who follows through. Thank you that you bless those who trust in you. And Lord, as we stand here today, as we may have to take an initial leap of faith as we start to put our trust in you, Lord. May you you make it so clear for us that you can be our stronghold, that you're our safe place, that you're our comforter, Lord. Lord, may we put our trust in you tonight. And Lord, may we seek to know you fully. May we read your scripture. May we listen for your voice so that we can recognize you. Lord, may you be familiar. May you be like a best friend who we can recognize from a mile away. Lord, help us to know you more so we can trust you fully.